Good morning, everybody, and welcome to New Vine Community Church. We're very happy to have each and every one of you here with us today, and I would like to welcome those who are watching online with us today as well. I'd like to invite everybody to stand. We'll have a word of prayer, and then we will get started with worship. Lord, I want to thank you for bringing us all together here today safely. I want to thank you for everything that you've done in our lives throughout the week and everything that we know that you will continue to do. We ask you to come be in our midst today as we worship you. In your name we pray. Amen.
Take a second, turn around, say hello to somebody. My name's Allie, and we're glad you're here. If you're new here, go ahead and pick up one of these forms from the seat back in front of you. Fill it out and drop it in the offering bag as it goes through. On your way out, be sure to pick up a free worship CD from one of the pastors there. Hey, guys. We're in a new year already. It's unbelievable. It's 2023. Uh, coming up soon, and we're having a class that's called One Anothering because we're studying through the One Another's New Testament. It's going to be on Monday night, uh, January the 16th. We start at 7 o'clock. costs $10. And so we're going to learn how to put these things into practice and also learn what it means. So we always have a good time. So come out for that and sign up for that. Uh, also, uh, January the 29th. We're doing a baptism, and in the wintertime, we baptize here at church. And so if you've decided to become a follower of Jesus, your first step is to be baptized to identify with his death, burial, and resurrection. So we're doing that on the 29th in the second service. You can sign up for that, too. So God bless you. I hope you have a great new year. If you're interested in our annual laundry soap sale, see one of the youth leaders or youth kids for more information. The money goes to youth missions and camp. Thanks for watching the announcements. If you need any more information, go to our website or pick up a bulletin. Thanks for being here and enjoy the service. All right. How's everyone doing? Good. How are the rest of you? Doing okay? Good. Christmas is over, all that stuff. And uh, you saw the football game this week, how God answers prayer, right? How the, the one guy was, and he's doing, he's doing well. The Bengals play today, so... Whatever, right? So um, let's say a prayer, and we will take up the offering, okay? I always forget this part, so I always have to remember. So, Lord, thank you that we can give to you. Lord, I pray for Denise today. You just be with her and, and take care of her and other people that are sick, and just bless the offering in Jesus' name. Amen. All right.
I grew up in a Baptist church. I've, I'd never, would have never seen any women ushers. Anybody grow up in a Baptist church and see any, ever see a women usher? No. Okay. But anyway, we're not Baptists, so that's the deal. Um, starting a series today called The One Anothering. Okay. And, uh, because there's a bunch of passages, I'm going to talk about it today. And then for the next eight weeks, we're going to talk about one another. But I want you to get to know different people in church. So Deanna is going to come up and, uh, sing a song, dance. It'll be, it's going to be great. So. Come on down. I interviewed Richard Butterfield in the first service. And, uh, so you got to fake an English accent if you're going to, because he has a real good English accent. There you go. Hold that near. Hi. This, this is Deanna. Say hi to Deanna. All right. So Deanna, tell us about yourself. Where were you born and where did you grow up? I and talk into the mic. Hold it up. There you go. Born outside of Flint, Michigan. Um, very similar to Franklin. Okay. Um, moved to Ohio in, oh, early nineties, I think. Okay. And then got bribed by my mom to start coming here. Yeah, bribed by your mom. Where'd you go to church growing? Did you go to church growing up? I started in very deep South Baptist with my grandparents. Okay. Um, then I converted to Catholicism. Okay, that's a switch. Yeah, that was a huge switch. And then I got away from the church during college and um, didn't come back until we started coming here. Okay, so how long have you been coming here? Since Pig Roast, 2006. Pig Roast. Got that. So, I told you she brought It's the way we trick people to come to church. We have a pig roast. And if they come and like the pig, then they stay. If they don't like the pig, they never never come back. Okay. Um, what do you like about coming here? Initially, it was the music. Okay. And then seeing that the people were not perfect. Okay, you're saying we're not perfect here? Yeah, no. <laughs> and so then we could fit in. Okay. Because we weren't perfect. Okay. We were far from it. So um, that's what we've enjoyed about it. Okay. That it's people walk the walk and okay. they, they have your back. Okay, good. Do you, are you involved in any ministries here? We've done several ministries. Um, we've, after some stuff, we were grief counselors. We've been grief counselors for um, yeah. 10 years. You want to tell us why? Is that okay? Uh, we lost... Two years after we started coming here on Pig Rose Day, we lost our 17-year-old son to suicide. And this church, and specifically our our small group, Mm -hmm. carried us, completely carried us. So, um, and we had hope on the day after we buried him. We met a couple who had lost a son similarly, and they were... More pained than we were because they didn't believe and they didn't have the support we did. We were so unbelievably blessed to have as much support as we did. Family, friends, everybody here in the community. Okay, good. All right, yeah. that's good. You're not going to sing or dance, right? Oh, no. Thank okay, all right. Give her a hand. Thank you. And what was her name? Deanna. Deanna. Dan, I didn't tell you this part, but when, on the way out today, you're going to stand with me so people can get to know you. All right? It'll be great. <laughs> sorry, but, sorry about that. I didn't tell her that part. So, uh. All right. We're starting a series called The One, One Anothering. And uh, we're going to use a passage that Mark used last week, and I'll use it again next week. And you'll see it a bunch of times uh, as we go through this. So it's, it's in John chapter 13 and 34 and 35. And I'm going to read it from... 
the NIV, but it, if I get confused, it'll come out in King James because I know it by heart. So listen to this. A new command, now Jesus is the one who said this, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. So let's say a prayer. So Lord, we just thank you for the today. Thank you, Lord, for your word. God, help us to not just to learn it and listen to it, but help us to learn to apply it. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Real community uh, is hard to find today, okay? Um, but the church should be a place where people can find it. A church should be a place like where she even says that, that we're just broken people and no one's got it together, that you can go and, and you can be accepted and invited in. In the New Testament, there's a word, one another, and uh, it's two words in English, it's one word in Greek. And if you see it, it's olelon. Let's say that, we're going to learn Greek today. Olelon. There you go, a little slow. Okay, try again. Olelon. Let's do it again. I'm, we're going to do it a bunch. Olelon. 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 Anyway, anybody, anybody, just kidding. All right, it, it means one another. It's two words in, in English. It's one word in Greek, and it's used a bunch of times in the New Testament. In the New Testament, uh, it appears about 100 times in 94 different verses, and 47 of those times are just instructions to believers in the church, how we're supposed to relate to each other. And when you look at these verses, and we're going to look at these for the next few weeks, there are different themes that run all the way through them. And here are some of the themes. It talks about unity, how we're supposed to be together. It talks about love, and that's mentioned a lot uh, in the, the one another's. It talks about humility. And uh, and it talks about a bunch of other things, like don't do this, do this. There's even one, uh, greet one another with a holy kiss. I haven't seen many of you do that. Years ago, there was a lady who went to our church, and she was Italian. And she, as we would go out, she would kiss me on the mouth. It was a little uncomfortable. Okay? Uh, and I hope she's not watching online. She she lives in another state. Let me get a drink after I think about that. So, <laughs> Oh, I can gargle. <clears throat> but as we would go out, she'd always come and she just would grab me and kiss me in the mouth. And, uh, and some of my real good friends just loved it. Uh, they just loved making fun of me. And which is a, a gift and a curse, right? But anyway, so I learned, I learned how to be good. I learned when she came how to time it. So as she would get ready to come in on me, I would like that really quick. So she got me on the side. But the Bible does say greet each other with a holy kiss. So I don't know if she, but her, she was Catholic, so I don't know what, what the deal was with that. But anyway, uh, all the way through the New Testament, uh, the command to love one another is one of the most basic and yet all encompassing of all the commands. Okay, it's it's the basic one. If you read, Jesus talked about love. The only way that people know we're disciples is love. Paul talked about love, 1 Corinthians 13. If you don't love each other, all the religious stuff you do and all the sacrifice is just blowing smoke. Okay, um, but anyway, the one other, the rest of the one another commands are just filling in the blanks for for loving one another. All the rest of them come under love. Okay, and so we're going to talk about that for for a little bit. Um, but today, our, our, in our time, society and cultures change, and communities is harder to find. We're divided. Uh, politically, we're divided. Uh, socially, a lot of times, we're divided. Racially, we're divided. Uh, uh, COVID isolated all of us from each other, you know, and, and uh, the church already had a bunch of problems, and all those things affected the church. But this is, I put this in my notes, and this is true. The Bible reveals that Christianity was never meant to be lived alone and in isolation. 
In, in the Bible, there are no Lone Ranger Christians. They're always connected, okay? Becoming a follower of Jesus involves having fellowship with the Father, the Son, and one another. And the early church understood that. They understood the importance of the one another's, and they, they practice it all the time. Um, the early church would never have imagined a Christianity that consisted only of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now we, you know, I grew up in a tradition we talked about you need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and that's true. Everyone needs to do that, okay? But that would have been heretical to the early church. Because in the early church, if you became a follower of Jesus, you were part of the body. Uh, to be a Christian in the early church, bring that up, Pat, was to be a part of a fellowship or a family, a church. It was, it was to be connected. It, it wasn't different. If you decide to follow Jesus, you got baptized and you became a part of the body. And by the way, I think I announced that we'll be baptizing near the end of this month. Uh, can't do the creek right now, so you have to wait, right? Don't want to do that. Um, but being a Christian is, is being together. It's being a part of a family. Uh, God places us in a family, um, and he commands us that we're to practice our Christianity with each other and on each other. Okay? And I kind of look at it like a chain. I bought this chain. I almost hurt myself in the first service. Okay? And it's a nice chain there. And and, and I also, when I got it out, I, I immediately thought of the ghost of a Christmas past. But anyway. Uh, but this is the deal. We're all connected. Okay? And uh, we're just we're just a link in this deal. You know? And, and you know, the old saying is... is uh, you know that it, that a change only is as strong as its weakest, its weakest link, and, and that, that we're connected. And as followers of Jesus, we're connected. And Jesus gave some pretty strong commands. I'm going to talk about it next week about love one another as I've loved you. Okay, and I'm going to hammer on that when I jump the gun here too. But we're supposed to love each other the same way that Jesus loves us. And Billy Graham has a really good quote. You're going to have to wait till next week about that, about what he said about that loving, loving each other. Um, but we're supposed to do that. That's just the deal. Um, experiencing real Christian community today is difficult, and and we face a lot of challenges in Christianity. Today. One of the one is is that we're independent. You know, we're, we're you know it's it's in a, it's a part of our DNA as Americans that we want to be free and we want to be independent. We don't want to bother with anyone else. We want to do our own thing, and I like to do my own thing. Okay, but that's a, that's a challenge sometimes when we need to get connected. Another one is is mobility. You know that we're that we're we live everywhere and we're far away from each other, so we don't have that. We don't live in a village, okay? Uh, another one is uh, well, distance, busyness. You know that that we're too busy, and then transiency. Um, people will move in and move out, and people will come to church, and then they hit the road, and then they move or something like that. And and a lot of times, people are afraid to get close to each other because they hate saying goodbye. So we have all these things. Uh, that, that are challenges for us. They, they could be obstacles, but I think they're challenges, and we need to, to learn uh, to work through all those things. None of them are excuses, okay? So, big question is, why is living the one another's and experiencing real Christian community important for us? Okay, just a couple things, and we'll be out of here early, maybe. Okay, number one, we need it for survival, okay? Uh, you're not designed to live life by yourself. Very first thing in Genesis, it's not good for man to be alone, right? That we become a part of family. When, like this little baby. When this baby is born, you know, it, it's born that you don't just leave a baby at the hospital and say, okay, kid, grow up on your own. That, that never happens. Someone's got to take care of it. In the animal kingdom, a lot of times animals are born and they take right off. But in, as humans, we 
need each other. We need someone to take care of us. We need someone to be with us. We, you know, there's all kinds of things that go on, even this early time, about touch and about being together, okay? And we as followers of Jesus, you know, we need that too. When we become a follower of Jesus, when we're born again, we, and we've invited Jesus into our life, we become a part of God's family. And, and it's important. We need, we need each other to do that. Um, we need it to, in order to survive. We, we won't make it as, as a Christian without being connected. Um, I read a story a bunch of years ago about, this is in Europe long ago, um, there was a man who hadn't been to church forever and, uh, he's in his house and he's got a fire going and, um, um, the pastor wants to go see him, but he didn't want to harass him, you know, because he hadn't been to church in a long, long time. So he knocks on the door, the guy invites him in and the guy's, you know, don't want to say, he feels bad, you know? And, uh, so the pastor just sits with him for a while and they're looking at the fire. Then the pastor gets up and he grabs one of the coals off the fire and he comes and sets it on the hearth and then sets down. And that ember starts to fade and fade and fade and start almost to go out. Then the pastor gets back up and he picks it up and he sets it back in the fire. Then all of a sudden with the other embers, it, it makes a big fire. We need each other to keep our spiritual fire going. You know, we need to stir each other up. We need to encourage each other. We need to serve together. We need to do all these things together. And so it's, it's essential for us, uh, to make it as followers of Jesus that we're connected, uh, to each other. We need it for that. Um, says this in Hebrews, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We need to encourage each other. You know, we need to, to be with each other. We need to stand, stand for each other. I read an article, um, that about the Vietnam War, 1967, um, that, uh, these young officers were going through ranger school training at, at Fort Benning. And, and all of them encountered this guy. Okay. I don't know if you've been in the service or not. There's this guy. He's, he's in, he's in all the branches of the service. Okay. You know, uh, my son was a Marine. So, uh, Liz's dad was Marine. I'm partial Marines. But anyway, this is, this is Ranger school for, for the Army. And so the guy's in their face and he's yelling at them and, uh, he's, he's saying to them, um, that this is going to be the toughest time of their life. That they don't, they're not going to make it. And, uh, and he says the training is going to be so tough because it's designed to save people's lives. And so they need to be working together. So these guys are a bit shaky, okay? And then all of a sudden he says this, I'm going to present to you step one. And so these guys are afraid. They, they don't have a clue what's what's going on. They, they don't know what this guy's going to do to them because they do stuff to you. All right? So all of a sudden the guy says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to pick a person, a buddy, that you're going to need a buddy through this whole thing. That you're not going to make it through ranger training. You're not going to make it through army. You're not going to make it through the war if you don't have a buddy uh, that's right there with you. And so he told them they need, needed that buddy to stick together with them. That buddy's going to be with them. And and if necessary, that buddy's going to do this. He's going to have to carry him out of there or, or they're going to carry the, him out of there. That they all needed a buddy. And, and that's the deal. They all needed a buddy in order to make it. And I put in my notes here, all of us. As followers of Jesus, we need a Christian buddy. We need actually a family of buddies uh, to make it through. It says this in Galatians uh, 6.2. It says this, each carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. I have a picture of my buddies. Okay, here's a picture of my buddies. They're all kind of crazy. But anyway, we carry each other and have for 
31 years <laughs> or something like that. I, I don't know. But all of us need, we need someone. We need to be connected to each other. We need people in our life. And, and uh, that passage says this, you know, that we're to carry each other's burdens and that we'll fulfill the law of Christ. The law, what is the law of Christ? Love your neighbor as yourself, right? And so we need it in order to survive. Second thing, we need it uh, for inviting others in, okay? A community is something everybody's looking for, not just Christians. Everybody's looking for community. Everybody's looking for some kind of connection. Everybody's looking for someone that will be in their life, that will be there for them, that will help them make it. And a lot of the times, we've missed the opportunity to invite people to follow Jesus because we don't live out to one another's, you know? Um, Charles Swindoll wrote a book called uh, Lessons from a Tavern, a Bar. I'm just going to read what he said. An old Marine Corps buddy of mine, to my pleasant surprise, came to know Christ after he was discharged. I say surprised because he cursed loudly, fought hard, chased women, drank heavily, and loved war and weapons and hated chapel services. Typical Marine. A number of months ago, I ran into this fellow, and after we talked a while, he put his hand on my shoulder and said, You know, Chuck, the only thing I still miss is that old fellowship I used to have with the guys down at the tavern. I remember how we used to sit around and let her hair down. I can't find anything like that for Christians. I no longer have a place to admit my faults and talk about my battles where somebody won't preach at me or frown or quote to me a verse. That is sad. That is a very sad statement. Because we should be the place where people can come. And as, as you know, that we're broken people, that we don't have it all together, that, that we can be accepted, that we can be forgiven, that we can be uh, held up. When we can't carry ourselves or when we don't have enough faith, somebody's going to have the faith for us to help us to make it through that. So, the early church offered real community that provided something that was available nowhere else that caused people to want to be a part of it. In the early church, when they saw these Christians together and how they really cared about each other and they were living out what Jesus said, the only way people will know we're Christians by the way we love each other, they wanted to be a part of it. Listen to what it says in in the, the book of Acts. All the believers were together. They had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Now listen to this verse. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Why? Why did, why did he do that? Why were people being saved? Why were people coming together? Because they saw something in, in those people that they didn't see in their own world. Does that make sense? And so we're going to learn about the one another's for the next eight weeks about how to put this in practice. Now there's an old TV show, uh, and uh, the, the well, let me let me say this real quick. I believe every believer should be functioning member of a local church, a local body, a family of believers. I also believe that we as believers should really care for one another, minister one another, encourage one another, and love each other. You know, and and we have to be in, in each other's life to do that. A bunch of years ago, there's a TV show. It's probably still on reruns. It's called Cheers. The theme song for Cheers should be the theme song for the church. Listen to it. Sing along if you want. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those 
nights when you've got no lights The check is in the mail And your little angel hung the cat up by its tail And your third fiancé didn't show Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name Not a good song? Well, that's how we're supposed to be. Right? Two questions. What's God saying to me? And what am I going to do about it today? So just bow your heads with me for a second. Maybe you've never come to that place where you've invited Jesus in your life. That you've never been born again. You've never come to the place that you decided to, to identify with him in baptism and begin to live the Christ. Maybe you need to do that today. And if you do, there's a little piece of paper you can fill out and hand it to me on the way out. Or maybe there's some things you need to put in practice. What do I need to do about it? Well, I need to learn to get to know each other. Right? So let's just listen to this song. Amen. If you have one of these, take it out. We do this each week because we're a family and we're part of the family of God. And Jesus, in the book of Acts, says they, every time they got together, they did this. And so it's kind of hard to open up, but you can get it, I think. And each week we say the Lord's Prayer. And the prayer's got one another's in it. It doesn't say the word one another. But it'll say, you know, forgive me my trespasses. How's it go? As we forgive those who trespass, you know, so, so it's, it's connection. And it's not a my father who art in heaven, it's our father who art in heaven. So it's a family thing that we do. And we always say this prayer just to center our hearts. So let's say this prayer together. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, it says he took the cup of wine. He says, this cup is a new covenant relationship in my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. The Apostle Paul wrote in Corinthians, he says, as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. We remember what Jesus did, and we're reminded of what we're supposed to do too.
Amen. Let's all stand. We'll be talking about this for seven more weeks now. Uh, I think it's on the 16th. We'll have a class on Monday night on one another. And if you, you don't go to a small group or whatever, come to that class and we'll be talking about this stuff and learning some things about it. And uh, it's, it's a good time, a good way to get to know some different people. And Deanna's going to stand with me at the door, so you'll get to meet her on the way out. It's going to be wonderful, right? Uh, keep praying for different people that are just going through stuff, okay? Uh, life is hard enough, and so we really need each other uh, to walk together through this stuff. So let's just close in prayer. So, Lord, we just thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, you, you bring us together. Help us to learn to love each other better. Not just say it, Lord, but to put it into action. So, God, I pray that you would just use us today as we go from this place to be your hands and feet. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Bless you. Have a good day. Go Bengals.